All right, we're starting Mesut Hashem, Daf Ayin Vav. And before we get to where we are up to, we'll do a running start today because we definitely need to go back to the Mishnah and just do a little bit. We didn't uh, summarize yesterday, so a little bit of a sequel of where we're up to in the Mishnah. Um, so to keep it as simple as possible, the Mishnah brought a case of what happens if, turns out, the husband and wife, the husband did Averson. Okay, they're in the middle of Averson. He's the husband did Kedushin. They're in the middle of Averson. And... The turns out the woman has a mum. Okay, and the husband says, not moving forward. Okay, I didn't sign up for this. Okay, so the, the father says, okay, that's very nice, but what about this thing called the ksuba? We're assuming that the father is going to be the beneficiary of the ksuba. That'll be an important detail to note later. Okay, and he says, well, uh, sorry, this mum happened afterwards in the tapcha sadeu. So the Mishnah seemed to say that if the girl, if the girl is still in the father's house, then it's on the father to bring a raya. If the girl's already moved to the husband's house, is already which is a level of nisuin. So then, the father would automatically the, the father would have to then the, sorry the husband would have to bring a raya that the mumen happened before in order to get out of paying the ksuba. Okay, so the standard was in the father's house that the father is the one that has to bring the raya if that's where the mumen are. And if it's in the husband's house already, then it's on the husband to bring a raya in order to get out of paying for the ksuba. And we said that the problem with this is, is that based on the machlekes or bishua and Rogamil we've had, is that the girl has a cheskas ha guf, okay, and cheskas ha guf according to Rabbi Gamliel, will is strong enough to to be mitzi mamayim will beat out the cheskas mamen and she has a cheskas guf and Rabbi Gamliel says she's believed. And Rabbi Yeshua says that no, while it might be strong, is not strong enough to be mighty mamain. So the problem is that the Rasha seems like she does Rabbi Yeshua, that the father, in order to get it, the father, in order to get the money, has to bring a raya. Cheskos guf that the daughter has is not going to be strong enough to be mighty mamain. That's Rabbi Yeshua Shita. And the Seifa seems like Rabbi Gamliel, that the Cheskos guf she has is strong enough. For the father, we might see the money. And in, or, in order for the husband to get out of paying for the ksuba, he would have to bring a raya that the mum was before Arison. Okay, so that was the problem that the Reisha, you have a mission at the Reisha is from Yeshua and the Seifa is Rabbi Gamliel. So Rabbi Lazar came to settle it the old way, Tavra Mishashana Zu Zu. Okay, that you're right, it's irreconcilable. The Reisha is Rabbi Yeshua, the Seifa is Rabbi Gamliel. And what it comes out from Rabbi Lazar's Shita is it doesn't really matter where the girl is. That's just, that's noise. Doesn't really matter. Bottom line is, okay, Rabbi Yeshua holds, doesn't matter if the girl's Bebeis Aviyah or Bebeis Bailah, that Cheskos Aguf is not strong enough to be Mitzi Maman, the father's always going to have to bring a Raya. And Rabbi Gamliel holds, again, it doesn't matter if the girl is in the husband's house or the father's house, Cheskos Aguf is always strong enough to be Mitzi Maman. And the fact that the Mishnah colored the cases in Bebeis Aviyah or Bebeis Bailah doesn't really matter in Shittas Rabbi Lazar. That was answer number one. Answer number two was Rava. Rava said, came up with this idea of kan nimtsu kan hayu, that really the entire Mishnah is Rabbi Gamliel, which means that the cheskas guf of the girl that she doesn't have any mama in should be strong enough to take out money. I, why in the Reisha's case do we say if she's bebeis avia, why does the father have to bring a raya? That's because the fact that she's sitting in the father's rishos creates what's called a reyasa on the chazaka, okay, so it'll weaken the chazaka just enough that he can't be mighty mama without a raya. 
That was answer number two. Abai asked on that, and then we answered. We have to start getting into multiple chazakas and all that, but I'm not going to get back there today. So now we're going to start with the third answer. Again, Reisha Rabbi Yeshua, the Sefer Rabbi Gamliel, what's going on? So we're about six lines down, the last word on the line on Ayin Vav Amad Aleph. So Rabbi Ashi Amar, it's very simple. Really, Cheskas Haguf works. Rabbi Ashi Amar, Reisha Mana Le'aba Biyadecha. Viseifa Mana Libiyadecha. So simple answer, few words, okay? Lundus, maybe it's not, not as simple, but um, in Pshat, it's basically that really, Cheskas, this is our whole Mishnah, is Rabbi Gamliel. Cheskas Haguf is strong enough to be Maitzi Mamayim. I, why in the Reisha, when she's sitting in the father's house, does the father have to bring a Raya? That's because, who has the Cheskas Haguf? She does. Okay? She has the Cheskas Haguf, not the father. The father would be the beneficiary of her cheskas haguf because while she's still the base aviyah, meaning she's still in naira, she's still in the middle of eris, and she's still a naira, right? We know is a transition. She's still a naira or a katana. If she's an arusa, she's in a transitory state. She's in between. The, the father has gets still gets her monetary rights. So she has the cheskas haguf. The father is trying to get the money. Well, that's why we're not going to. Be might see the moment. And the way the summary shinem learn it, Tesh doesn't learn this way, but the way summary shinem learn it is it goes back to what we've discussed back in the Yuds when we had the Rishul here, that the reason why, because we didn't discuss the reason why, what we said was Ramaliel holds a Cheskas Haguf is strong enough to be might see mummy. Why? And we touched on, we definitely touched on it there, Rashi mentioned it, is because when you have a Cheskas Haguf, she can come with a tinus bari. I know when this happened. Then she's a bari against the Shema. And you put that together with the Cheskas Haguf and that's enough. Well, the thing is, the father doesn't have the Cheskas Bari. He doesn't know, just like the Baal doesn't know. She knows. So it's only if she were to come and collect the money and be the beneficiary of the money herself that we could use a Cheskas Haguf to be Maitzi Maman. And that's the way... That's the way some of the Rishonim explain it according to Ravashi. And then what it comes out here is that it doesn't really matter if she's Bebeis Avia. Again, where she's physically located, Bebeis Avia, Bebeis Baila, doesn't matter. Okay, like, similar to Rebbe Lazar. As opposed to Rebbe Rava, right, there were three, this is a third way of explaining the, explaining the Mishnah. Rava said it's all based on where, where, what's her location. Kan Insu, Kan Hayu. And then the Chazakas go back and forth. According to Rebbe Lazar, it didn't matter. The Reisha is always Rebbe Yeshua. The Seifa is Rebbe Gamliel. And it doesn't really matter if she's a base of or base bylaw. So too in Ravashi, in this quote, simple answer in Cheshman, right? The Cheska, really, Rabbi Gamaliel holds Cheska Saguf always beats Cheska, uh, the, the, will be mighty Mamain. It's strong enough. But, and the, the, the lumbus is just a little bit, is that it, it's because of the Tainus Bari. Because the girl herself couldn't be mighty the Mamain. The father doesn't have the Tainus Bari. She has the Cheska Saguf. The father has. The father was the beneficiary of the money, and therefore, it's not going to be strong enough to be mitzi mamain. The chesed of the guf without the tainus bari won't be strong enough to be mitzi mamain from the baal. Now, frek the gemara. Now we're going to ask the following question: Eisvei Rav Acha Berei de Rav Avaya. I'm sorry, Rav Asher and Reisha Manal Abba Biyadecha. The seifa money libiyadecha. Okay, I just want to. I didn't speak that out. In the seifa, she is already bebeis baila, which means. The father no longer has any rights to her money. 
So therefore, in the Seifa, that's standard Rabbi Gamliel, she is coming and saying, she has a, a cheskos haguf, and that's going to be enough to be Maitzi Maman, and she's the beneficiary of the money, so she's coming with the Tainas Bari. The problem is that we have a Tisefta that says, There are mayors going to agree, the mayor was a Tana of the Mishnah. That mumin that most likely came with her from the father's house. So if there's a mum that it's a parent that came from the father's house, sha'ala av lahavi raya. Now, if you said Rabashi said all we care about is the cheskas aguf will work for the person timing, then if she's already in the husband's house, I don't care what the mum is. I don't care what the mum is. Why should the father have to bring a raya? We go based on where the girl is. If the girl is or not based on where the girl is, sorry, that, that's rubbish. If she's the beneficiary of her money, so now she's already in the husband's house, so the fact that the Tosefta says that Rameir is going to agree that a, what we call if they most likely came from the father's house, why does that matter? She's timing, I know, she has a cheskos that she didn't have any moment. She's timing, I know that this happened after Kedushin. Of course, I should get my Ksuba. And she's coming with the Taina, and the Taina works according to her normal So why, in that case, will we say that Rameyer will agree? So the Gemara says, because, what are we talking about? Why does the father have to bring a Raya? Why does the father have to bring a Raya? She, Manali, she's already in the husband's house. And we're saying, we're going to go back and make the father bring a raya, even though she's already in the husband's house. Well, if she's already in the husband's house, she's getting the money. She has the cheskas chaguf. So she should be believed. So the Gemara answers, askinon You know what type of moment we're talking about here? Where she has an extra limb. She has an extra finger. There's, she can't possibly tie. That's a birth defect. Everybody knows it. So six fingers, you didn't get that mum afterwards. And that's why. So the Gemara says, ah, one second. Yeseris, my raya maisi. Okay, so you're saying if the father can bring a raya that it happened after Arison. But if it can't happen, if it's a birth defect, it couldn't have happened after Arison. What's the father bringing a raya to? What are you talking about? So the Gemara says, what's the raya? Raya de Rav and Ephias, who the only raya the father could bring is, is that, sorry, you can't try to back out, weasel out of paying the ksuba now. You knew about it. We discussed this. It was clear, right? You bought her six rings for the six fingers. It was clear. And, and, now, and now you're trying to get out of paying the ksuba. No, that, that we know it was Rav and Ephias. Okay, that's the right the father could bring. Now, so those are the three answers. And now we'll move on to tie another din that really has nothing to do with uh, our sugya to our Mishnah. Amar Rabbi Yehuda, Amar Shmuel. So Rabbi Yehuda says, B'Shem Shmuel, Hamachlef para b'chamar. So let's say you have two people. One person owns a para, one person owns a chamar. And they decide they're going to change. They're going to switch. They're going to trade. I need a para. You need a chamar. We're going to switch. So the way to affect the Kenyan is that the, one of the people, they, they make up the change. The problem is they don't necessarily have their animals with them. So they don't have them with them. But they go. When one takes, when one takes let's say the bala chamar decides he wants the bala para, they agree to change. He goes, he grabs the, he does a mashicha on the bala para. So now the trade is in effect. As far as they're concerned, it switches places. Even though when the Baal HaChamar, the guy who was originally the Hamar owner, goes and grabs the para, so the Hamar is still in his house, it now belongs to who was the Baal HaPara. 
Right? So that affects the trade once one of the parties does a Meshicha. So one of the parties does a Meshicha. Umashach balachamar es hapara. So the balachamar does the Meshicha. Vili hispik balapara lim shaykhes hachamar. And he doesn't get, he doesn't come to retrieve it yet. So what's the din? Ad shemes hachamar. Okay, by the time he gets there, by the time uh, the balapara comes to get his hamar, right? The balachamar was the one who came first. It was sitting in his house. He came. Now, by the time the Baal HaChamar comes, the Baal, the, who's now the new owner of the Hamar comes to get his animal, it's dead. So who has to bring a Raya as far as when did the animal die? We don't know. Did it die? Right? The Baal HaChamar went to go do a Meshicha on his new para that he was getting. So he was busy doing a Meshicha there. He doesn't know. They don't know when the Hamar died. Okay, but bottom line is, he's delivering in a trade, or the guy's going to pick up in a trade something that's now a dead animal. So, So it's on the first person that does the Meshicha, he has to bring a Raya that the animal that he, that he was offering up was still alive. No, not because it was in his house. Let's, I said it's in his house, and there is a discussion in regards to his house, and that does play... It, it, no, it's because... It's because it's the person we're going to have to see. That's what we're going to try to figure out. Okay? Well, that's exactly what we're going to try to do. The why is, and just one additional piece of information, Vitana Taina Kala. You want to know why? It's from our Mishnah, Kala. From the din of our Mishnah, we see that it's on the first guy who affected the transaction, the Bala Hamar, when he did Mashiach on the Para, he has to bring a Raya that at the time he did Mashiach on the Para, that his Hamar was alive at that point. Okay, and we're going to make a raya from our Mishnah. So the Gemara says, well, one second, how are you bring from a raya from our Mishnah? Hi, Kala. Ilema Kala Vesavia. Now, it sounds cryptic. You have to go to Rashi to try to explain this. So let's say we're going to bring a raya. Again, we have three ways of explaining our Mishnah. So which explanation of our Mishnah is going to be a raya to this idea? So the first way we're going to offer up is like Rebbe Lazar. Actually, the first two ways we're going to offer up is like Rebbe Lazar. Rebbe Lazar, again, holds Tavar Mishashan Azul And therefore, our Mishnah could be who? Either Rebbe Yeshua. Or Rabbi Gamaliel. So let's try first Rabbi Yeshua. Okay? So So the Kawa who's in the father's house, meaning Rabbi Yeshua, who holds what? What does Rabbi Yeshua hold? That, that a cheska saguf is not strong enough to be Maitzi Mamun. So the father has to bring a raya, even though the suffix was not Noilad Barishasai. Okay, so so too over here, where, where did the suffolk come to light? Where did the suffolk come to light? After the Baal Hamar already did Meshicha. After the trade was already done. He already initiated the trade. So what we're saying is that that doesn't matter that the suffolk came to light now. He still has to bring a raya that it was in, that it was collectible at the time of Meshicha, that the Hamar was still alive. Why one second. So we're gonna we're gonna get we're gonna get to it. Okay, which one is gonna ask? Me dummy. One second. How could you compare these two cases? Hasam Maisi Avraya. The father is bringing a raya to do what? Umapik to bring the ksuba to collect the ksuba to get the money from the baal. Hacha Maisi Balachamar Raya Umukim. Over here, we're requiring the Balachamar to bring a raya to do what? Just to keep what he already has. He's not being mopic anything. So how could you say we're learning that from our case? In our case, maybe in our Mishnah, the only reason you, the, the, the father is the one who has to bring a raya is because he wants to take money away from the Baal. But in this case, 
He's not. He's just trying to keep what he already has. So the Gemara says, "Okay, Amar of Abba Kalabes Chamia." Okay, let's try learning it from the again, still Rabbi Lazar, but it's Rabbi Gamliel's version. Kalabes Chamia, right? The father, just like, just like the Baal, okay, has to bring a raya to get out of paying the ksuba. So to over here, the Baal Chamar has to bring a raya to keep what's his. Again, the father has to bring a raya to keep what's his, the money. He doesn't want to pay the ksuba. So too, over here, the balachamar has to bring a raya to keep what's his, his newfound para. Frak the gemara, vakati loy dami. One second. Hasam bao maisi raya umara le chazaka daav. So over, over here, who has the cheskas haguf? The father does. So you know why the husband has to bring a raya to, not, to, to keep what he already has, to not pay the ksuba money, is because he needs to weaken or go against the chazak cheska sa'av. Makes a lot of sense. That's why the father, that's why the husband, sorry, has to bring a raya. The father has a cheska sa'guf. So the, in order for the husband to get out of pain, cheska sa'guf, again, we're going around a gamliel, would, would be mighty moment, so he has to bring a raya. However, over here, hacha balachamar maisi raya, umukim chazake biyade. Who has the cheskos aguf over here? The cheskos aguf is that the animal, a living animal, cheskos aguf would say that the animal was always alive. So you're, you're requiring the guy, the bal hachamar, the guy who just wants to keep what he already has, who also has the cheskos aguf to bring a raya as well. So that can't be the shita of our Mishnah. Again, we're trying to line this up. Someone, the person who doesn't have the Cheskel Sagov needs to bring that. If you wanted to say our mission, the person who doesn't have the Cheskel Sagov has to bring a raya to keep what he has. But here, the person with the Cheskel Sagov is the one bringing the raya. So, what's the case of a person with a Cheskel Sagov bringing a raya? So, the says, I'm Rab Nachman by Yitzchak, Kalabesavia. We're talking about a Kalabesavia, meaning the girl is still in her father's house, Vilik Dushin. And we're not talking about the Ma'is Ksuba. There's other money at play here. Again, what's, what's going on? The husband is tining. The husband's saying, this whole thing was a mekach tais. So the kes of kedushin should be at play. We're not talking about the ma'is ksuba. You want to know what's a raya? What's a raya is that the father, in order to keep the ma'is ksuba, the ma'is kedushin, sorry, the kedushin money that was paid to him for the kedushin of his daughter, in order to keep it, not the Ksuba money. In order to keep the Kedushin money, he would have to bring a Raya. So now this case lines up beautifully. Even though the father has a Cheskas HaGuf, he needs to bring a Raya, like Rava, Kan Nimtsu Kan Hoyu, right? And that's what we're, we're saying. It's going to cheat this Rava. That Rava, the way Rava explained our Mishnah, Rabbi Yehuda Armashmol, is bringing a Raya using Rava's version of explanation of our Mishnah. So Kan Nimtsu Kan Hoyu, that even though the father had the Cheskas HaGuf, the father has to bring a raya to keep the kes of Kedushin. So too over here, even though the Baal HaChamar had the cheskas HaGuf, because as far as we know, his Chamar was alive. Last we knew, it was alive. So he has a cheskas that was alive. And still, we're requiring the Baal HaChamar to bring a raya to keep what he already did a Meshich on, the Hainu, the, the para that he got acquired in the trade. In the case of keeping, he didn't do, we're, we're trying to argue and say he didn't do it yet. No, no, but it, it already happened. We only find, we go back and we find the dead Chamar now. He already did it. He affected the Kenyan. But that's not 
that's the whole argument. It's like the guy who, who says the donkey says, no, you, you didn't do the Mashiach on the cow yet before it died. So it wasn't him to Yeah, but since the Suffolk, since the Suffolk only came to light now, so we assume everything until the Suffolk came to light in the events that they occurred. So there's no reason, as far as we're concerned, it's his. He did a Mashiach. There's only, that, that's, that's not enough for the, the only question is, was the animal dead or alive? Well, the question, well, if I did the Mashiach and I had the Chazaka, why do I have to bring a Raya? So we see that case, just like the father over here has the Chazaka and he got the money, he has the Chazaka and he has the money and he still has to bring a Raya to keep the Kesef Kedushin. Isn't the, isn't the Baal Para trying to just take it back? <clears throat> trying to get his, he's trying to be Motsi from the Baal Kabor. Right. The, 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 he's, yes, he's trying to. And just like the father over here would be, try, will be trying to be might see the money back. The husband. Uh, the, I'm sorry, the husband would be trying to might see the money back. And what we're saying is, is that even though the father has a... There shouldn't be even be a question here. But yet we do see that it is, right? That there shouldn't be a question. The father shouldn't have to bring a raya at all. He already has a chesos haguf. But yet he still has to bring a raya. Now, this is just a separate nitnu. Now, don't say that... The only way to explain this is according to the Manda Amar that Ma'is Kedushin are always <laughs> conditional. Lava Tibur means like it's not permanent. It's always conditional, meaning that let's say the husband, regular Kedushin was Makadish, his wife, and then he died. Let's say the husband died. So there is a Manda Amar who holds that there is a Manda Amar that holds that the money would go back that, that the money, that the, that the money would go back, I guess, to his estate. Okay, because all Kedushin money is Al-Tanai, that, it's not like a spoken Al-Tanai, but it's, it's what we call Lav Tibuin. it's not permanent. Even if you say that the money, I would say conditional, right, the money that's given for Kedushin is not conditional, Meaning it doesn't matter if something happens to the chasm later. It doesn't need to necessarily lead to a marriage. Still, hanimili kedushe vadai. Alba kedushe tois. This is a question of mumen kedushe tois. Then imaisiraya in iloy loy. Okay, so we're saying that the father, by kedushe tois, would have to bring a raya to keep, even though he has a cheskas haguf, to keep the money that he already has. He has to bring a raya. The husband tied his mummy. He has to bring a raya because this is what we're considered a case of kedusha tais. Just like over here, the balachamar has to bring a raya, even though he has the cheskas haguf, to keep the para that he already has because he already did the mishicha. Now, may say we're going to ask the following kasha. So we've got uh, ksubas meeting bavas, right? Nizikin nashim meeting nizikin meeting trefus. So let's say you find a needle inside, Beis is one of the stomachs of an animal. So you find, there's different, uh, they have different stomachs. We'll get into chulin anatomy at chulin time. But if you find a needle inside one of the stomachs, so the rules, now we're just learning DNA trefa. If you find a needle, right, so you shech the animal, you open up the stomach and you find a needle that it's stuck in the sidewall, but it didn't go through, so then the animal's going to be kosher. Not relevant to us. Let's say it's mishnei tzadim trefa. Let's say the needle goes all the way through the sidewall of the of the like, tire issues. The needle goes all the way through the sidewall of the base hakaisis. Okay, then we say the animal is a trefa. Now, how do we know when the needle? Maybe the needle. Uh, maybe when you shafted the animal 
after you shechted the animal, you're moving the animal around. Maybe the needle punctured afterwards. So there's a tell. What's the sign? If you find on the needle a drop of blood, so then you know that when did this needle come all the way through the wall of the Beis HaKesis? That must have been before Shechita, meaning, and then we know the animal is a trefa. Okay, good. Again, then you knew that it happened after Shechita. Again, not a problem. We're trying to figure out trefas over here. So now, Huglod, another thing, Another component here. So again, if the needle goes all the way through, then it's a trefa. So if it doesn't pierce all the way through, it's not a trefa. So if it goes all the way through and it doesn't have dam, then we know it went all the way through after the shechita. So if it goes all the way through and has dam, so those are the first two conditions met. So we know that this animal was a trefa. Now, let's say it has a scab over there. Huglod, if it has a scab, So then we know it takes three days for a scab to form. So if we want to establish the timelines of when this animal was a trefa, if it has a scab, then we know it's three days. And that could down on it, right? If, you, if he bought it within three days, so we know that the animal was a trefa before he bought it, the butcher, let's say the butcher bought it from the, you know, the cow merchant, so the butcher would be able to get his money back because it's clear that this animal is a trefa. This dam on the needle, it went through the entire, pierced the entire sidewall, and there's a scab, so it happened more than three days ago. So if I bought it within the last three days, then of course I should get my money back. No question, I bought a trefa. What happens if there's no scab? So now we don't know. So when he, we don't know, there's no scab. We don't know when, if when he bought it, we don't. So the person who wants to be might see the money, he has to bring a raya. So okay, like this. Let's assume a normal situation that the butcher gave the money already. So again, the cow merchant selling the butcher a cow. The butcher shechs the cow, he finds a needle with dam, no scab. So he doesn't know if it was a trefa. He already paid for the cow. So now he's coming back to the cow merchant saying, I want my money back. He has to bring the raya. <clears throat> you have a transaction, just like our trade. We don't know when the trefa, the animal died, the trefa occurred. We don't know. And what did we say? What did Shmuel say? What did Rabbi Yehuda Amr Shmuel say? That it's on the first person, the previous owner, to bring a raya, the, the Bala Hamar, who owned the Hamar, to bring a raya, that when he traded, which would be like similarly, when the cow merchant should be on the cow merchant, when he took the money, when he gave him the cow and took the money, to make sure that the animal wasn't a trefa. So if you want to line the cases up, why over here are we saying Hamaytzi Mechaveir Alav Araya? We assume in a normal situation the butcher gave the money. Why should the butcher, the buyer, have to bring a raya? The seller should have to bring a raya. Just like the first person that initiated the trade, it's similar to the seller, and he has to bring a raya. Like a case of Rabbi Yudah my Bala Behema Laisi Raya Vinaikim. The Bala Behema, okay, the original owner, should have to bring a raya to keep the money that he already has. Just like the Bala Hamar has to bring a raya that the chamar was alive to keep the para that's already in his rishos. It's an exchange versus sale. Yeah, but the, the, the roles are the same. We're dropping the roles into the same. The lumdus doesn't change. Yeah. What if the cow guy was one initiated? Well, then it would be the same thing in reverse. It was, it, the, the first one who initiates the, the trade, meaning that we're not looking at who is the seller versus who is the buyer. What we're saying is, is that the, per, the, at the time when the transaction was done, the animal in question, so the, it, it's on the one who had the animal prior to the 
Kenyan, however, whether it's a mechira, whether it's a sale or a trade, it's on the original owner of this animal to bring a raya, to keep what he already has. That's what we're saying. So again, just like the Bala Hamar has to bring a raya, even though he already, he, the, the trade was already done, he has to bring a raya that his animal was alive to keep what he already has. So too over here, the seller of the animal needs to bring a raya that the animal was not a treva at the time of the Kenyan, at that moment. So, so the Gemara answer is, well, I have a simple answer. You know, you assume that the butcher paid for the animal, and therefore, means that the buyer has to bring a raya. No. The butcher didn't give the money. So now it's very simple. He bought it on credit. The, the bow, the, the original owner of the animal, has to bring a raya in order to collect money to keep what he already has, meaning the money that he's supposed to get, in order to go ahead and collect money, he has to bring a raya. So the Gemara says, my pasca, really? You're telling me that the standard case and the assumption of the Bryce is a case that the guy handed over his animal without getting money? That's schwer. Why would he, right? You're now, you're changing it. So the Gemara says, Elok, yes, so Rabbi Bar Cheskel comes to argue on this whole thing. You said, you said, you, Rabbi Yehuda Amar Shmuel said, and based on this Mishnah, you, Rabbi Yehuda Shmuel said that we're going to go based on whoever the seller, meaning the person who affected the Kenyan, has to confirm that the animal that he was giving over was alive in order to keep what he has. He says, no. Don't listen to what Yehuda, my brother, right? They're brothers. They're both, their father was Yecheskel. So they're both brothers. And he says, don't listen to what my, father, what my brother said. Shmuel said the following. That you know what it is? It's kol shenoi letzavik b'rishusai alav haraya kan nimtsu kan hayu. Right, kol shenoyla the suffik bereshusai alav araya the tana tina kala. Okay, and like we, we're going to bring araya kam shinsu kam kaninsu kan hayu. Okay, and that is going to be araya wherever it is. That's that's the situation, and because because the suffik, okay, that you're wrong. You said you Rabbi Yehuda Mershmol said that it's on the bala chamar. No, it's not. It's on whoever. The Suffolk, wherever we were holding when the Suffolk was, was born, the Hainu, if it's after Meshicha, so then it's going to be on the Baal Parah to bring Araya that the Hamar was dead in order for him to unwind the sale. Mesve, so let's ask the following Kasha. Really, you're going to say, Kanzem tu Kanhoyu, Machachim tu Baidi Again, a needle found this whole case. So we have a needle, it, it, it punctured all the way through the sidewall, it's got dam on it, and there's no scab. So we have no timestamp, we know the animal is a trefa. And we have no time stamp. We don't know when it became a trefa. The idol, you have tabach dummy, like we wanted to say, that if, let's say, the tabach didn't give money, baal behema, like you wanted to say, right? We said, my suck, paska, right? Then how could you go ahead, my paska, and say that that could be the case? But that's where you're up to. The tabach, if the butcher, the buyer, didn't give the money, who, you're assuming that the, that, the way we, we had just left this case was that the Baal Ha, the, the original owner of the animal, has to bring a raya because the butcher would have purchased it on credit. He did not give the money. Okay, then he shifted raya. I, whose possession was this animal? What, 
When this animal was discovered to be a trefa, whose possession was the animal in? It was already in the butcher. So the Gemara answers, Okay, because, no, we're talking about with a butcher gave money. My Pasco, really? You're saying in all cases that we're transacting, he gives the money? And the Gemara says, yeah, I'm actually saying that. If you want to buy my animal until you show up with the money, I'm not giving you my animal. And that would be a more logical way to say that, no, standard transaction case is to buy it on credit. No, the standard transaction case is I'm not giving you a nothing until you give me the money. Now, just to finish up, we'll go to the Mishnah, just to finish up, the Chachamim said, so the, in the Mishnah we, we said that, that we said this, this was all Dibur Meir, right, which we worked out according to our Gamaliel and Rabbi Yeshua. That's only the mummin that are hidden. But if the mummin are exposed, okay, then you cannot be tied. So we were mechalek between when can, you, when can we require the father to bring a raya? That is, or either way, right? When are we requiring rayas? That is only mummin shabbasasar. But if it's out and exposed to the open, then there's nothing to talk about. And by the way, we had a big caveat, even like we said, that because they would have gotten confirmation, he would have asked somebody, the women were all together in the bathhouse. By the way, just one additional mum, nikpeh, which is like epilepsy, so somebody who has like, um, who has like a, a fit, like an epileptic fit, so that's considered dummy. Even though it looks like it could, it could make a big spectacle, it has a din of mumen shabasasar. However, one big caveat, we're saying is that epilepsy, if it happens at a specific time every day, so then the woman will know and she'll go hide in her house, right? If she knows she gets an, uh, an epileptic encounter between 12 and 1 p.m., so she'll always make sure to be home then. Okay, then we can consider it a mumen shabasasar. However, if she doesn't have a specific time when these attacks happen, then, because it's considered because even though, again, right, so we have this thing where it's an internal issue that has yeah. an external manifestation, right? So she's going to start waving her hands and going crazy or whatever people in epileptic fits do. But the point is, so it depends. If it happens at a specific time, then she can, she'll know to go hide. If it, if it doesn't happen at a specific time, then we're going to consider it a mum shabagali. So, to summarize, we were jumping back into the city over here that Arisha said, we said, the father has to bring a riot. It sounds like Rabbi Yeshua. The father has to bring a riot, even though the girl has a cheskos of And we said in the Nechazor Shesabal, which was an example like Rabbi Gamliel, that the father, ha- that the husband has to bring a riot in order to not pay. I, what do you mean? Cheskos should be enough to be in Baitsi Mom. So we said that, that was, that's Rabbi Gamliel. Okay, so Rabbi Yeshua, say for Rabbi Gamliel, how do we answer that? Yesterday we discussed two answers, and today we discussed the third one, which is Ravashi says, really, the whole Mishnah is Rabbi Gamliel. I, why does the father have to bring a raya? It means when the father is going to be the beneficiary of the money, he's not considered to have, the father doesn't really have the cheskos ha-guf. Yes, a cheskos ha-guf could be mighty money. The way we explained it was, it's because I'm coming with a tiniest bari along with it. The father doesn't have that tiny bari. It's not his chesos of it's his daughter's chesos of Yes, he's the beneficiary of the money, but it's not his chesos of And therefore, the father has to bring a raya. And then we asked, I, what do you mean? What do you mean? We said, Rameyer is mai debamama and haruuya lava imami besavia with those sort of mumin, not mumin, mumin, haruuya lava imami besavia, that it's not the father has to bring a raya. Okay, so then, then the money is hers. Okay, sorry. Uh, so the Gemara answers, what kind of moment are we talking about? We said, 
Right? Well, first we answered, it's a mumen of Yuseris. We said, mumen of Yuseris, what kind of father raya could the father bring? So we said, it's, it's, it's the raya that the father would have to bring in order to get the money, if it's a clear birth defect, would be that the, that the husband saw it and was nesvayas. Okay, that the husband was well aware of it and it was discussed. Then we came into the sugya of Rabbi Yehuda, Amar Shmuel, Hamachlapar Bechamar, and the Balachamar did Meshicha to acquire his newfound para. It's on the Balachamar to bring a raya, even though he has the Chesas Aguf, to bring a raya that, to bring a raya that the, his Chamar was still alive in order to keep the Chamar that he already has. We tried to bring a raya from the Reisha. We said it's a Rabbi Yeshua Shita according to Rabbi Lazar, that the father has to bring a raya, even though the mum was found, in other words, even if the mum is found, the Rishos of the Baal, again, Rabbi Yeshua, the way Rabbi Lazar explained it, it didn't matter whose Rishos it was found in. Even if it was found in the Rishos of the Baal, that was just the way we, we kind of set up the cases. It didn't really matter. So it's always on the father to bring a raya. The Maitzi, right, because Cheskos is not strong enough even though if she would be in the Rishos of the Baal, the father would have to bring a Raya. Okay? And um, we said, sorry, those, you can't line up those cases because the father, yes, we're requiring the father to bring a Raya, but that's because he's trying to be Maitzi Mamayin. Over here, we're requiring the Baal Hamar to bring a Raya to keep what he already has. So we tried to bring a Raya from the Seifa, according to, again, Rebbe Lazar, like Rebbe Gamliel Shita, that the Baal, even if the even if the kalas, but based by law, has to bring a raya to keep the money that he already has. Okay, and we said one second. <laughs> yes, I understand that the baal needs. You can't. You can't line up those cases. I understand that the baal needs to keep the bring a raya to keep the money that he has. You you can't compare that to the case where the baal chamar is bring a raya to keep what he already has. Now I know the para because here the baal needs to bring a raya because the father has a cheskas aguf. Here we're requiring the person who has the cheskas aguf. The Balachamar to bring a raya to keep what he has. So those cases aren't the same. So we said it must be that it's really from the Reisha. And it's Rabbi Lazar Khan, Nimsu Khan Hayu. And we're not talking about the money of the Ksuba, we're talking about the Ma'is Kedushin. So again, even though the father, even though the father has Cheskas Aguf, we're going to require, because of Khan Nimsu Khan Hayu, we're going to require him to bring a raya to keep the Kesav Kedushin he already has because Isra Cheskas Agof, like we said in Rava, Kanim Tzu Kanhayu. Now we asked a question, we asked the following question from the case of the animal that was a trefa. We said, Okay, and that sounds like what? That sounds like the butcher already paid, again, what was the case? You found the needle, uh, a, a butcher bought an animal. You found the needle that was mafulish went all the way through the sidewall of the basic crisis. It had dam on it. So we know that the animal was a trefa and there's no scab. So we don't know when the animal became a trefa. And within that time period of, you know, within that time period, he bought the animal. We said that who has to bring a raya? It's mistama. The butcher would have already paid for it, paid for the animal. And it's on the butcher to bring a raya, to get his money back. I, over here again, we have a Kenyan a transaction affected. And we said, just like over here with the Baal HaMar, should have to, who was the one at the time that the transaction was affected, the Baal HaMar, the one who provided the animal, has to go ahead and bring a raya that his para, that I'm sorry, that his Hamar was alive. So to over here, the seller of the animal should have to, to keep the money. So to over here, the seller to keep his money should have to bring a raya we're requiring in order for the person who already has the para, I mean, he already has the para, so to bring a raya that his chamar was alive, 
to keep what he already has. So too over here by the butcher, we should require the provider of the animal, the seller, to bring a raya that the animal wasn't a trefa when he sold it to keep the money that he already has. So the Gemara tries to answer and say, we're talking about where the butcher didn't pay, which is said is a problem. My Pascha, right? How could you say the standard case is you wouldn't sell it on credit? And then Rami came and argued on Rabbi Yehuda. He argued on this whole thing. He said, no, it's pure up condense who can you. It depends on where we discovered the mum. Wherever we discovered the mum, that's on who has to bring a raya. And then the case truly is a case by the butcher of where the mum, uh, the, the money was paid. And what we're saying is, since, that the butcher has to bring a raya to get, to get his money back. Why? Because the mum was discovered after he shafted the animal was already his rishos. And that was how Rami understood the sugi. And then we just finished up saying that there was a difference between mum and shabagali. This whole question is by mum and shabasasar. But mum and shabagali, the are out in the open, there's nothing to talk about. Okay, we said even mum and shabasasar, if there's a bathhouse, there's also nothing to talk about because he would have gotten verification that there's no mum in. And then we just dawned on what is the status of nikba epilepsy. It's an inner mum that has outwards manifestation. And we said it depends. If the... Uh, episodes happen with at a specific time. So then it's considered Mom Shabbat because she'll go into the house and hide. Um, but if it happens, it could happen at any time. So then it's considered Mom Shabbat Goli. So why can't we just